0: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Everyone and welcome to another episode of Notes from Nurhida as. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that the episodes has been of benefit to you, has been a company for you and yeah, I hope that this platform can continue to bring benefit to at least a person there, inshallah so welcome to another episode and for today's episode it's going to be a little bit different because i want to share with you what happened to me um i think a week ago all right and it is a very interesting encounter, not of which that it involves a lot of people, but I was asked a particular question. You know, there are days where you expect you know certain questions to be asked, but there are certain times where certain questions um you know put you puts you in the spot and you know you are just there blur confused and you're not sure how to respond and most of the time personally to myself uh, for myself is that answering in the most honest manner is the best way to go especially when you really have no idea what you should be answering and mashallah interestingly one of the questions that i got the other day while i was having this um appointment for for uh, for a matter okay not a medical appointment just a this is an appointment for stuff, I was asked this question, where do I want to be in the next 100 years? And really, you know, my mind went blank. And the first thing that I said to the person who was asking me this question was, are we talking about a 100 years in the sense that I'm still alive? Or is it when I have died? Or, you know, what's what's the context to this question? And... You know, interestingly, the, the purpose of the question was to ask me with regards to, you know, what kind of contribution do I want to leave? What kind of, you know, legacy, what kind of thing that I want to leave that, you know, it can benefit, it can continue to benefit um, the people regardless of, you know, whether I'm still alive or otherwise. Like, even if I'm not presently there, on earth in the next 100 years, but, you know, perhaps there is a certain contribution or there, there is a certain work or basically there is a certain matter that will continue to benefit people, right? And, you know, it's interesting because I have never ever received this kind of questions Uh, a lot of times I guess the last time I received this question was I think early this year or I think two years back but it's usually the question about whether you see yourself you know in five years time 10 years time 15 years time what do you want to do with your career and all of those things but never in 100 years that I got a question of where I want to be in the next 100 years and perhaps if you are asked this question, what will your answer be? Like, how would you approach this question? What's going to be the first thing that comes to your mind? And personally for myself, as I share, it, it's uh, the question about whether I'm still around or not, whether I'm still alive or otherwise. Because logically, in a hundred years, I don't think that I'm going to be alive, unless if it is something that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala wants it to happen. But for the most of it, you know, we won't be around anymore. And, you know, one of the things that came to my mind really was the matter of death. How, you know, whatever that I do right now is so important for the next hundred years in a sense, you know, how I'm going to die, how how am I going to live after that experience of death and what will my home look like or be like in the the next, you know, in, in the forever place. And... You know, the person who asked me this question, you know, he explained that, you know, this, this question was from um, a teacher. And the teacher asked this person, uh, you know, about this question. And roughly, the responses to the questions are a lot similar. And we can actually tie this down to, you know, the story of Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. And if I could, you know, refer to one of the many verses in the Qur'an. That talks about you know the contribution of Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. One of the many is the building of the Kaaba, and you know in Surah Al-Baqarah verse hundred and twenty five, Allah subhanahu wa taala says, "Alaikum ash-Shalatainu Rajim, wa izhajilna al-baita mithabta lil-nas wa amna wa tadhidu min maqami Ibrahim musalla wa aghidna ila Ibrahim wa Ismail antahira baiti al-taifina wa al-akifina wa al-ruk' al-sujud," which means and mention when we made the house, i.e. the Kaaba, a place of return for the people and a place of security. And take, O believers, from the standing place of Abraham, Ibrahim salam, a place of prayer. And we charged Abraham, Ibrahim, and Ishmael, Ismail, saying, Purify my house for those who have performed tawaf and those who are staying there for worship. And those who bow and prostrate in prayer. So there are many you know verses in the Quran that talks about the contribution, the greatest contribution of you know Prophet Ibrahim a. Alongside with his son, Prophet Ismail, A.S., which is the building of the Ka'aba, right? Which is situated situated in Makkah, which is in the Masil Haram. And as we all know right now, the Kaaba is our, you know, location or our face of direction with regards to our kibla with regards to Um, Our actions of prayer Right Where we pray In one uniform direction Regardless of You know Which country That we come from Regardless of What our You know Time zone is like At the end of the day All Muslims You know We face This one particular place Called the Kaaba And it was In fact A great contribution Of Prophet Ibrahim And one that Continues to benefit And one that Continues to contribute You know To the religion Of Allah Taala. Many many years after his passing. You know, when he was commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to build that Kaaba, he had no idea that this kaaba that he has built was going to be the face of the qibla was going to be the face of the direction of the people who would, um, you know, perform their prayers. And also at the same time, you know, if we were to think about it, it was during the time of the Prophet Sallallahu that the direction of the qibla, you know, was changed from uh, Masjid Al Aqsa to Masjid Al Haram, right, from Jerusalem. And instead of facing Jerusalem, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, you know, ordered. Uh, Prophet Muhammad alayhi to change the direction of the Qibla to the Ka'bah itself. And if you take that into consideration, what we can understand is that, you know, back then, it was a different, you know, place of direction with regards to um prayers, with regards to doing worship. And, you know, Prophet Ibrahim alayhi had no idea you know that this thing is going to be lasting right even until this day and even after his passing for many 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 years myself included yourself and all of us we are Facing this contribution of Prophet Ibrahim which is the Kaaba. And it's beautiful how, you know, sometimes when we talk about contributions, when we talk about, you know, we want to leave some form of legacy, we want to do good so that this goodness can continue to, you know, spread on and pass on from generations to generations. A lot of times we feel the need to be tied together with that contribution. But really... The purest contribution is one that is not tied... To, you know our titles to ourselves and the greatest contribution you know will always be the things that people do not know that they actually came from us right um it's, it's not wrong for us to provide some form of contributions uh which is you know under our name which is you know known that you know this contribution comes from us because it could you know possibly bring some form of motivation some form of inspiration for other people to do good as well but it is very very important for us to also have You know, those contributions and those um, good deeds that are not known to people That are, you know, the good deeds which are between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And know that, you know, even if people do not know that you have contributed, you know, a certain thing or a certain amount At the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows and, you know, that is enough so, you know, reflecting back on the question that I got and then reflecting back on the um, story of Prophet Ibrahim, alayhi salam, I am really, really, really reminded of two verses of the Quran that I want to share with you all today. I hope that it could not only benefit us, especially we are approaching the end of the year. Uh, of uh, the Gregorian calendar, 2020. But also, you know, may we enter the new chapter, inshaAllah, of 2021 with a better perspective, with um better perceptions of life and, you know, the things that basically we are gifted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through it all, inshaAllah. So, the very first verse that I want to share with you is a verse which is verse 18 from Surah Al-Hashr, which is um, the 59th chapter of the Quran, where Allah says, اللَّهَ نَفْسُ اللَّهَ اللَّهَ bima Which means, O you who have believed, Fear Allah and let every soul look to what it has put forth for tomorrow. And fear Allah. Indeed, Allah is aware of what you do. So, you know, this, you know, through the verses of the Quran, you can learn a lot of things, right? And one of the things that I really want to focus on today is the middle portion where Allah says, You know, Ya Ayuhaladina Amanu. Uh, and let every soul look to what it has put forth for tomorrow. And this brings about a very important, you know, characteristic, a very important attribute of the believer. Because Allah starts off with, Oh, you who have believed, right? So this is a calling, a commandment, a message to only the believers. Okay? And... One of the things that we can see, you know, with regards to the attributes of the believer, that is mentioned in this verse, is number one is on the taqwa, right? On the God-fearing, it's on God-consciousness. But alongside that, Allah says, and let every soul look to what it has put forth for tomorrow. So, here Allah emphasizes that part of the attributes of the believer is that he or she will continue to plan, for not only for his day, but also for what they have, they have put forth for tomorrow, right? And we're not, we're not just talking about the tomorrow, i.e. the next day. It could also mean, you know, the next week, the next month, the next year, many, many years, the next decade, the next century. And it's interesting how Allah uses the term Lirad. He says for tomorrow, but He did not specify what kind of tomorrow, Right, and if if it were to be a specific kind of tomorrow, then it would be al that tomorrow. But he's talking about the infinite tomorrow, the, the, the tomorrow that can be find, can be defined differently. But there is a subtle meaning also to this tomorrow, which means that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is telling that part of the actions, attributes, characteristics of the believers is one who continues to plan for his or her tomorrow, but not just tomorrow of this life, but for the tomorrow of the hereafter. Always thinking about, you know, what are the things that I'm doing right now? You know, going back to the 100 years question earlier, right? What what about the contributions that I'm making right now? What about the efforts that I'm putting in, in some of the work that I'm doing right now? How is it going to benefit me in my tomorrow not just the tomorrow in this life but also the tomorrow in the hereafter am I doing things which will benefit me in the hereafter am I doing things that will give me you know some form of goodness that will help me to be admitted to paradise in the hereafter that will help me to have a better life in the hereafter so it is important for Insya Allah, all of us, you know, it is important for believers. It is important for, you know, a person who says that they believe, you know, in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, in the prophets, in the angels, in the books, in the last day, in the destination and the predestination, for us to consciously plan and consciously, mindfully ensure that whatever I do now is going to benefit me in the next. And it will be great. If whatever that I'm doing now is not just something that is going to benefit me in the next, but it is also something that can benefit the people around me, that can benefit the people who matter, that's going to benefit my generations to come. Because it really is easy for us to think about, you know, how is this going to benefit me right now? At this instance because that's how human beings are created you know we are product driven we are reward driven and when we don't see a certain product or a certain result right in front of our eyes we might feel like this is a waste of time But when we consciously tell ourselves, you know, whatever that I'm doing right now, even though I don't see the end product today, but I know that it's going to benefit my generations to come. It's going to benefit the people around me. And, you know, if I die one day, like how, you know, Prophet Ibrahim A.S. passed away, he has left a great big legacy. He has left a great big contribution that, you know, although it is, not something that people would mention, you know. Not not everyone would go to the Kaaba and say, "Oh, this was the Kaaba; it was built by Prophet Ibrahim and But people know that this is a huge contribution. People know that this is a, a sacred thing. This is a great essential, you know, to 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 the believers of this religion, right? And you know, it's okay that people might not remember or people do not know that these contributions come from us, but. What we want to know is whether whatever contribution that I have put in, you know, in terms of my hard work and my hard work, my sleepless nights, these are going to be the things that will in return, you know, benefit me in the next, most importantly. Because, you know, sometimes we may be, you know, always focused on ensuring that we gain benefit in this life, but we're not gaining anything in the next. All right, So this is where planning... Um, and, you know, on the matter of mindfulness that I mentioned earlier, how it is important for us to ensure that these things are in place. And when we talk about, you know, contributions, when we talk about legacies, I'm not saying that, you know, it is for us to build something great. It's like for us to build, you know, like a monument, like how um, Prophet Ibrahim AS did. But, you know, contributions can also come in the small, small little forms Even just by, you know, mentioning one of the, you know, authentic narrations of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to a friend. That you find that, you know, this was something valuable that you learned from class and you want somebody else to benefit from them. And they will then, you know, continue to pass on to somebody else and all of the good deeds will be returned back to us, right? So contributions unnecessarily be something which is great which is big in the eyes of people but what we want to work towards is that even if it is a small contribution to the eyes of the mankind but we want to ensure that it is great in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah and you know speaking about tomorrow one of the things that I am also reminded is from the Quran from Surah Al-Kahf Um, verse 23 to 24, which talks about the matter of tomorrow, how we should be planning for our tomorrows, is where Allah says, So which means, and never say of anything, Indeed, I will do that tomorrow except when adding if Allah wills and remember your lord when you forget it and say perhaps my lord will guide me to what is nearer than this to right conduct so i i really really love this portion of the verse but you know, as a whole, I still love it as well. But basically from these two verses of Surah Al Kaf, which is the 18th chapter of the Quran, from verse 23 to 24, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to teach us is that when we plan for our tomorrows, you know, be it the tomorrow of this life or really tomorrow of um the next life, we will all we will all, we, will, we will always say sorry, we will always say, um, I'm gonna do this tomorrow you know, this is going to be my tomorrow. I'm going to plan for all of this tomorrow. But Allah says for us to not, no and to not say, I will do that tomorrow. Except with adding inshaAllah. Except with adding if Allah wills, if Allah allows, if Allah ordains, if Allah decrees. Because at the end of the day, Whatever is gonna to happen tomorrow, whatever is gonna happen, you know, in the next week, in the next year, in the next life, it will happen only by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even if it is something that we have planned and even if it is something that we have, you know, worked hard for, but at the end of the day, it is only with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He will allow things to happen. Right? So that's the first one. How are we supposed to go about to plan for our tomorrow and our hereafter? Is that number one, for us To, you know, when we plan, we say, inshallah, we say, you know, if Allah wills. And if Allah wills, it's going to be something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easy for me. But if it is something that is not willed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then perhaps, you know, there is a goodness from the prevention. And perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants me to do something Greater or better, inshallah. And the second note on this, you know, if you got to planning for our tomorrow, planning for our hereafter, As where Allah says, Allah says, and remember your Lord when you forget it. So Allah says, you know, you plan for tomorrow, you say, inshaAllah, you have a mindset that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to allow things to happen, you know. For, for the method that is best for us, right? But it is important for us to also continuously remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the process. It really is easy to plan. It really is easy to work towards the process. But one of the many struggles is that for us to be reminded of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the whole equation, in the whole process. Because sometimes when we put in the hard work, sometimes when we put in the effort day in and day out, there is, you know, this this voice, this whisper that will always tell us that, you know, these things happen because of my hard work. You know, I have achieved this much in life because of myself, because of my, you know, people say blood, sweat, and tears, right? But really, remembering Allah Taala is reminding ourselves that, That whatever that I do is by the will of Allah. Whatever achievement that I have achieved is by the will of Allah. Whatever contribution that I'm making, it is by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And without Him, I'm not able to do all of these things. Alright? So that's the second point. And the third point, which is mentioned in this verse by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is for us to make du'a. Right? And what kind of dua? Of course, dua is a supplication and any form of supplication which is good is accepted by Allah subhanahu wa Taala. But a specific dua that is mentioned in this verse, in verse 24, which I really, really love, is where we say, Asa an rabbi min haza roshada, Which means, perhaps my Lord will guide me to what is nearer than this to right conduct. What does it mean? It means that I pray that you know, I really hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will continue to guide me to what is best and to what is right for me in the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know, sometimes you think that this contribution is good, sometimes you feel that whatever that you have planned whatever that you have, you know, laid out for your tomorrow is something that is good for you, but sometimes we do not know, you know, the consequences behind that, we do not know you know, whether the decisions that we are making are the right decisions that we should be making in the first place, but it is with dua, it is with asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that guidance, this is so important guys Asking Allah subhanahu wa Taala for guidance, we know that when we ask Allah for guidance, He will guide us. And when He guides us, He will always guide us to what is best and to what is right. And in seeking the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa Taala, this is a reminder for myself first and foremost, is to always have an open mind and an open heart. Because sometimes... What we say is best for us. It's not the same as what Allah sees is the best for us. And sometimes we might struggle to accept what Allah has given us. Because He knows that's the best for us, right? But it's not in the way of, you know, how we say things. But this is where we learn. You know, we learn to appreciate the guidance from Allah. We learn to, you know, accept that, you know, this is the best for me. And Allah knows that this is the best for me. And He is giving me what is best for me. Because I asked for Him guidance and he is giving me guidance and my only job is to accept this guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshaAllah and if at any point you know we struggle to accept this best thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is blessing us in our lives right now or maybe in the near future then ask that from Allah continue to make dua ask Allah not only that we ask ya Allah please guide me to what is best and what is right but ya Allah please guide me to accept Whatever that you see, whatever that you know, whatever that you want to give to me, that is best for me and that is right for me, inshallah. Alright? We are just human beings. We are imperfect. We try to work toward, towards perfection. But at the end of the day, perfection belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and know that whatever that we need belongs to Allah. And I pray that may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to guide all of you and may He continue to guide me also, right? To what is best, to what is right, and may we never ever stray away from the path of his of his guidance. And even if you know when we make mistakes along the way, may those mistakes be a greater reminder for us to come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to hold on to his guidance firmly, inshaAllah. Alright, so yeah, that is the whole story and my points of reflection with regards to the 100 years question. Um, If you have time, you can ask yourself this question and rethink about, you know, the things that you are currently doing and see how you can add in more value in your life to leave some form of contribution that will be you know, pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah alright? So, yep, yeah, that is all for today's episode. I hope that it has been of benefit to you. Thank you so much for spending your at least 20 minutes of your life, of your time, of your today to tune in to Notes from Nur Hidayah, as I truly, truly, truly appreciate it. I hope that you have benefited at least one thing out of the many, many things I have shared. But, you know, most importantly, I hope that you continue to remind yourself that all good things come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you know, whatever reminder that comes at you is not from me, it's not from anyone who is reminding you at that point of time, but it is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah. All right, so yeah, thank you for tuning in, and I hope for you to tune in into the next one, inshallah. Take care, everyone, stay safe, and assalamu alaikum. <music>